is the 77 WABC minicast. Welcome back. I'm Rabbi Joseph Potosnik. And I'm Reverend A.R. Bernard. Rev, there is a prayer we recite in which we say, uh, give us judges as of old. And the translation is, give us judges who are committed to principles from the day they begin their service uh, to the law. And one of those people who has had that steadfast commitment is Judge Jonathan Lippman, who was Chief Justice of the uh, Court of Appeals. He has served on the Rikers Commission. Uh, he's now been tasked by the governor to examine uh, the allegations of the incidents of anti-Semitism and discrimination on CUNY campuses. Uh, he's doing that pro bono, pro bono with the firm of Latham & Watkins, and he is just uh, the consummate public servant. And we're privileged to have you, Judge. Oh, thank you so much, Rabbi, and thank you, Reverend. It's always a delight to be with both of you, and I say that sincerely. So, Judge, you, Judge. I was talking with a student, uh, one of the schools of CUNY, and she said to me the following. I sit next to someone who participates in the demonstrations against Israel and has made some obscene comments, and that person wants to kill me. And I said to her, what makes the situation even more uh, difficult and more tragic is the fact that the professor may agree with that student. I mean, the climate on many campuses, not just CUNY, but on so many campuses is so toxic that many students are afraid uh, to walk along the campus. What do you say? Well, look, I think, as you say, this is not limited to CUNY. There are issues like this. Uh, all over the country, particularly after October 7. Uh, but I do think that uh, the issue of campus safety and students feeling uh, uh, free to go about their business and uh, to learn without fear for their safety is essential. Um, and that's one of the things the governor has asked me to look at in relation to CUNY and certainly um Professors, administrators, everybody's accountability uh, has accountability. They're all uh, responsible for for what happens, uh, you know, at the university, the the atmospherics on campus. Um, we want to look at the policies, procedures, and practices in terms of hearing uh, uh, complaints about anti-Semitism or discrimination in general. Look, discrimination is wrong in all of its forms. And we want to look at the consistency of treatment when there are complaints of anti-Semitism or discrimination. And we certainly want to look at this issue, which you've alluded to to some degree, of uh, free speech versus how that impacts on the safety of people on, uh, on campus who are there to learn. And certainly we're a country who's, that is committed to free speech. But, uh, you know, in the, uh, um, in the law, we always use a, a typical example that you can't go into a crowded theater and yell fire, you know, because it has consequences. Is that free speech mm-hmm. that you can do that? And that's just an example, but certainly this is an issue of the day. Where do you draw the line between our country's firm adherence 
to free speech for all, and yet uh, uh, that doesn't include uh, incitement to violence and that, you know, kind of thing. And that's what we're focusing on. How do you draw those lines in the modern world that we live in? And certainly every student on every campus in this country, including at CUNY, should be free to learn and to feel safe in the campus environment. And we have to take a real good look, not only at CUNY, we're going to look around the country, but particularly we're focused on CUNY. What are the best policies, procedures, practices in terms of dealing with, again, anti-Semitism and discrimination. And the governor uh, uh, asked me to take on this task because she felt that there was enough out there to warrant our taking a good look at it. And I go at this with no preconceptions, but certainly with concern. There are enough things on the public record that I am convinced that this is a good thing, that we should be looking at it. The governor has placed a confidence in me, and we're going to take a real uh, hard and careful look at, at what's going on in what can be more important to us than the education of our, our young people. And, and certainly, this is a cause for concern. And I must say, as much as we're looking at CUNY, if you, all you have to do is read the newspapers and see that it's not uh, that these issues are just as prevalent at Harvard and Columbia and Yale and all over this country. Um, this is an issue certainly uh, post-October 7, which, which has uh, come to the, the, the front of all of our attention. We should be looking at it, and this review or investigation, whatever you want to call it, is going to take a real good look at one of what I think is one of the great institutions in the country, the City University of New York, that has such a storied history for New Yorkers, that so many great New Yorkers have come out of CUNY. And, and I think this is something very much of the moment that we should be looking at. Uh, Judge, I like the fact that you brought up that it's not unique to CUNY. I was reading one uh, study and it said that in, in the United States, more than a thousand scholars on more than 300 college and university campuses across the country have, have endorsed an academic boycott uh, of Israel. And it's been primarily an academic uh, debate. But when it gets into the hands of students, all of a sudden the debate becomes angry, violent, threatening to Jews. And this is what we're seeing played out in the streets here in America and, and around the world. How do you respond to translating this from the halls of academia uh, on the street by the students? Well, look, I think students are, are you know, this is the most formative part of their lives. Um, they're not, you know, we know that that the science of brain development tells us that that students are first coming into their own at this point when they're at the, the age, the college age, and none of us, can, none of this can ever be used to put people to threaten uh, our children, our greatest resource. And it is frightening that whether it's on campus or on the streets, that people of a college age feel, feel threatened. And on the other hand, we don't want to censure what every person could say or can't say, but we do have to look at conduct that puts people in fear. 
And that is something that that we can't tolerate, you know, and we shouldn't tolerate. And that's why the governor has has asked me to do this. She's concerned, you know, she went to up to Cornell, which is another great university um, in New York, and, and looked at some of the things that were happening up there. And it just was, from her perspective, traumatizing for the kids there. And, you know, that was the situation where some kids were 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 uh, uh, locked into a certain part of the university and being threatened. And it basically really uh, 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 made the governor feel that, that this is something that we won't tolerate here in New York. Yeah. Regardless of what's Rab- going Rabbi- on elsewhere, we should be looking at this with no holds barred, and particularly a public university like CUNY, and that's what we're going to be doing. So you're right, Rabbi. It is something that's so deeply concerning to all of us. And I don't care what religion we are. Everyone wants to have our young people feel free to to learn and to educate themselves and to have a life and to not feel threatened by by hateful uh, uh, conduct and hateful uh, words and threats. And uh, and things that put them at risk. 